Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is Jessica Rose, who is my first international guest joining me all the way from California. So I'm so excited to have her here. And she has a very long and impressive list of things that she does in the industry. Um, She's a holistic nutritionist, a natural beauty expert, a health writer, and a lecturer. And there's so much we'll touch on today, and I can't wait to learn from her experience and hear the advice that she has for all of us fellow nutritionists. So thank you so much for joining me today, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. So let's get started by talking a little bit about how you got interested in the nutrition and natural beauty space to begin with. Sure. So I originally was going to school, junior college, to become a psychologist. I was very, um, very just intrigued by how the mind works and wanted to help people. I've always just been someone who wants to help people to feel good and make them happy. And while I was going to school for that, I actually had to take an English class. And in the English class, we had to uh, read this book called Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. And it taught us, it really just opened my eyes to the world of nutrition. I had had no idea about it. I was eating fast food and TV dinners my entire life, standard American diet. And this book just broke it down about how the food in America is grown, raised, processed, all the chemicals. And it literally just lit this huge fire inside of me. And I went out that day and bought my first organic grass-fed beef. And I felt so proud of myself and made it. And I slowly just started, not even really slowly, really fastly started just researching everything and changing over my entire lifestyle. And I saw how good it made me feel. And it lit me up inside. It's like I had a new brain or something. I felt so good, so clear, so happy. And... So I kind of took a step back and said, you know what, I'm actually more passionate about this nutrition thing. I was researching so much of it and wanted to help other people in that way. And I saw that food can make you feel happier. And I was like, that's kind of like the connection with psychology. What you eat also really changes how you feel on a cellular level. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to dive into the nutrition world. And when I started taking courses, I just found that what they were teaching for the dietetics program just wasn't really fitting my values of what I've learned, they would say a handful of cashews is not healthy for you or coconut oil is too high in saturated fat. And I'm like, well, this isn't what I've been studying. And I actually feel great when I eat these foods. So I just researched really hard on where I'd want to go and what kind of career I'd want to have as a nutritionist. And I found a holistic nutrition school that I loved, but they were not accepting um, financial aid at the time and I couldn't afford to go. So I was started, I fast forward, I was working as a licensed cosmetologist and saving up my money so I could go to this school. So that was my end goal. And I would talk to my um, beauty clients all day long about nutrition and they would bring a pad of paper in with them and take all these notes on all this nutrition stuff I was teaching them. And I'm like, all right, I got to get out of this beauty world and I got to get into the nutrition world. So I saved up my money and then I finally went to nutrition school, which I actually just graduated two years ago. And here I am now and I'm living my dream and I'm helping people and I'm just 
every single day I wake up, I'm just so happy to be able to help people. It does not feel like work at all to me. I'm always working. There's something, even every day I'm putting an effort into my business, but it just feels relaxing. I can even do some of it while listening to music or watching TV and multitasking because it's just so fun for me. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty much a long story, but that's how I got started in nutrition. That's so amazing. And I think that's such a great progression as well. And the psychology aspect of it would really feed in well to the nutrition because there is so much about helping people change their mindset around food and wellness. So they would go really well hand in hand. And yeah, how amazing that you committed to that goal and you went to the school and yeah, here you are doing amazing things. So well done. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's just, it's so rewarding to be able to see people just change their life over and just feel so happy. While I was also working at health food stores for the last, I'd say, 15 years of my life, I worked in health food stores. So I got that background too. And I would have customers come and tell me that they were just so impressed with how I helped them. And I would go around the store and help them get healthy food and recommend all these supplements. And they would come back and say how healthy they felt just from that. And that's how I knew it was my calling because they would have to force me to take breaks at work because I did not (laughs) want to go on breaks because I just loved helping people with nutrition so much. That's so funny. I love that. Is that something you would recommend to people trying to pick up a job in a health food store while they're studying? Oh, absolutely. It just really gives you that confidence to talk about nutrition on a daily basis. You know, you you get so many curveballs. Someone comes in, you never know what's going to come out of their mouth and you have to be on your feet and really think about it in a professional way. It's also helped me to get, you know, confidence in just public speaking and talking about nutrition like a daily basis. And it makes you learn because if you don't know the answer to a question, I would go home and research it and then learn more. And it was just so fun. And then you also learn about herbalism and different supplements and how they're just so healing and how they can actually work sometimes better than, you know, other modalities. So you learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that because I also worked in a health food store and it was one of the best experiences and ways to learn on the job. Yeah. Great advice. Um, So how has your career progressed as you went from graduating from that holistic nutrition course to where you are today? Did you initially start out with your business or were you working part-time in the health food store while you built your business? Tell us a little bit about that evolution. So I started right out of that working for myself. I've been literally working since I've been 15 years old and in customer service. So I said, I don't want to work for anyone anymore. I want to be my own boss. And it's a lot of work, but I just love it. So um, in my years of working in health food stores and also salons, I kept in contact with those people and I established really good friendships with them. So I had this long list of people that were interested in me when I graduated from school. So I just reached out and said, hey, I'm about to graduate. If you'd like to have a nutrition consultation, here are my fees. And in the beginning, I did a bunch of them just for free because I really wanted to just get that practice under my belt. We do that in school, but I wanted to get even more so. So friends, close family, I would give them discounted rates, do some of it for free. But then I really started charging, getting that confidence in myself. And um Yeah, I've been working one-on-one with clients ever since then. And then I just started getting into other fields of nutrition. But the one-on-one has given me really the foundation of really how to communicate with people and what works for them as far as nutrition and health and really tailoring it to their bio-individual needs. Yeah, incredible. So what would your typical week look like? What are some of your roles? So we spoke about you've got the one-on-one consulting, you do some writing, you do... Mm -hmm 
Um, you've got some online courses, you do lectures and workshops. Tell us a little bit about each of those aspects of your business. So with the one-on-one -on -one consulting, I really found that I love to go into people's houses and I love to do a whole, what I call like a healthy detox of their home, healthy home detox or healthy home makeover. And I go through everything. If they let me into their pantries, their entire kitchen and then I go through their makeup products too. I feel that that's like a very missing link in a lot of the health and wellness field is the, what we put on our skin also gets absorbed into our body. And so I really, I say 99% of my clients are women. So it's really great that they allow me to go and check out their beauty products and tell them, you know, like, Hey, let's replace this with that. And some people actually let me throw out their food. We donate it to like a shelter or something and then we go grocery shopping and to me that's just so fun to tour the grocery store from my years of working there and showing them how to budget friendly healthy living so i i say that's my favorite part of the one-on-one -on -one consulting is actually getting to go into their house their lifestyle and to really help them make those adjustments right there yeah that's really cool and i think that's such an important offering and yeah i love the sound of that like a home detox and shopping tour because i think people often get very lost for products to buy and not knowing whether or not what they already have is appropriate. So yeah, what a fantastic offering to have. Do you find that makes up the majority of what you do or is that just a couple of days a week you would be doing the one-on-ones? I would say that'd be a few days. I also do the Zoom calls and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the other days I do wellness writing. Mm -hmm. So I work for a couple different wellness brands and uh, I do like ghostwriting and I also do like actual like blog spots and stuff like that. And it's just on different topics. I recently did one on gut health and then they had me do like a live interview with them. So then I'm on their website doing like live interviews and it's all over India. So it's educating right when COVID came out on how to stay healthy at home right now for people in India. And so that was really fun and I really enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> That's so cool. And that you're reaching India. That's amazing as well. It is. Different brand just reach out to me next week. I'm doing a lecture for women who are moms that are having to stay home right now. And it's just like a self-empowering kind of website for women in India. And I'm going to teach them all about how to eat for beauty and graceful aging and non-toxic living. It's really fun. I, I'm finding myself that this is like my biggest passion is lecturing, yeah. which I never thought that would be coming out of nutrition school. I was just kind of program to think like one-on-one -on -one consultations, very clinical. And I had a moment where I was like, that's just not really my personality is to sit in front of like someone's lab works all day and shuffling papers and kind of playing doctor or something. That's just not really my personality. So I, by going into people's homes, I saw that I really kind of prefer the role of teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, got asked to do a podcast. And so I went on the podcast and I saw, I love using my voice. I just love educating people and just talking about what I'm so, you know, doing with my life and with my clients. And so yeah. I started doing a wellness retreat. Actually, that was what really hit the nail on the head for me that I love teaching people things. Yeah. And so I uh, got inspired by this documentary I watched called The Goddess Project, and it was just about empowering women. And so I was like, the very next day, I decided to write, type up a flyer. I don't know what came over me. I just typed up a flyer about all the stuff I wanted to teach, and I started passing them out to people, and people came. And I had this huge wellness retreat with a yoga teacher, and I taught people how to eat for health and beauty. We made our own non-toxic products. It was like an eight-hour class, and I did a guided meditation. And I just felt so natural in this role. And I don't even 
know how I ended up in it other than the universe kind of pushed me into it. And I just really saw that it just lights me up inside. I get like really energized by teaching people. So that's the main thing I'm working on right now is just doing more lectures and teaching people. And right now it's all online, but yeah. I'm, it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And so when you're developing these kinds of workshops and lectures, do you have a bit of a plan or is it based on the opportunity that you're presented with? So if someone asks you to do a specific workshop, will you tailor it around that? Or do you have like set things that you generally talk about? I usually, if someone reaches out to me and they want a set topic, then I'll talk about that. Usually what I'll do is create like a different workshop or a retreat that's based on kind of like, I'd say my niche, which is like, non-toxic lifestyle natural beauty and so I teach women like how eat these foods for anti-aging and show them how to make the foods do like a cooking demo and then I teach them how to actually make their own like organic skincare hair care body care and it just gives them the confidence that they can use very minimal natural ingredients not have to buy all that stuff and like you know not cause more toxins into their lifestyle so I'm all about just making things really easy and teaching people how simple it can be Incredible. Yeah, that sounds great. And do you find you do a good mix of um, them on your own initiative and then some based on people coming and approaching you or is it um, mostly people approach you? I would say mostly people have approached me. I want to say I'm lucky, but then I had a friend say, but you're also putting yourself out there, Jessica. These things keep coming to me and I'm like, wow, this is great. Yes, I want to do this, but they keep coming my way, but I'm putting myself out there for them to come my way. So I just have said yes to everything that's come to me that really resonated with me. And I just figured it out. Um, I got asked to go on television. I went on a talk show and I was so scared, but I just said yes. And I figured out how to be on TV or how to go on a podcast or how to teach like a wellness retreat or anything. It just keeps showing up and pushing kind of forward. Yeah, I love that. And what advice do you have for people who do want to put themselves out there more and do want to receive these sorts of opportunities? I would say the biggest thing is to, you know, I feel like with social media, it's really great. We're we're kind of in this society day and age that we're told like post as much as possible or, you know, go on social media and like Instagram and Facebook when I say social media, but I feel that it's really underutilized to go on LinkedIn and that's where I've gotten all my opportunities has been from LinkedIn. And it's always, it's just a professional place with professional people looking for professional services and it's your whole online resume. And so for my other social platforms, I love to just share what I'm passionate about and it makes me so happy to be able to teach people. But I really find that the things that are really pushing my career forward are all coming from LinkedIn and that's how I got on the podcast with you is from LinkedIn yeah, too. That's how I found you. Absolutely. And yeah, I agree. We were chatting a bit about LinkedIn earlier and you just meet so many really interesting, professional, amazing people that you wouldn't otherwise have found in social media because social media can become a bit of like a maze and this just can be quite saturated. So it can be hard to find new, amazing people on Instagram and Facebook, whereas LinkedIn, it's a lot easier to sort of sift through. It is. And I don't find there's any of those little games like, oh, how many followers do you have or any of yeah. those kind of like comparisons, competitive things. It's really just, you know, anything I post on social media, I also post it on LinkedIn because it's just people getting to see your content. Oh, she writes well. Maybe I should hire her to write or, oh, she speaks well. Maybe I should have her go speak on my podcast or my TV show. So it's just like an online resume and it really does propel your uh, career a lot faster than just being on like Facebook or link or um, Instagram. 
Yeah, amazing. And so when it comes to your writing, how did you develop your writing skills um, to the point where you do write for different publications and now you're even writing your own book? I I guess I have a writing style. I wouldn't say that I've been writing since I've been a little girl. My family always pushed me and I never took it seriously until about a year ago. They're like, Jessica, you write really well. And I think that you should continue with that. So I just started on social media for the first time in my entire life. I had no social media until two years ago while I was still in school. And I just started practicing writing about what I was passionate about. And then I just got reached out to by a couple companies that they liked my writing style. And I just started kind of practicing. I got Grammarly on my computer just to make sure, you know, I'm making everything perfect. But um, it really just comes, it flows out of me. And I just like to write all of it. And then I go back. I don't edit anything. I just type crazy rapid fast. And then I go back through and I edit a little bit. But it really just comes from my heart, everything that I put out there. And of course, I reference everything that's really scientific. But it's really just like coming from my heart in a passionate way. So I guess that's how I got my writing style. Yeah, that's brilliant. A natural talent. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what would you say are some of the skills that nutritionists need to be successful if they did want to go down a similar career path where they're building their own business and having a combination of the one-on-one workshops, sorry, one-on-one consults, the workshops, the writing, and all of these amazing things that you do? I would say to be consistent, that's really important to really show up every day, especially being your own boss and just kind of having that kind of lifestyle for yourself that if it's really for you, if you're really passionate, it will not really feel so much like work. You're just going to enjoy it. So really just kind of set up your business the way that you want it to be and to go out there authentically. I think that's really important is to show up authentically in what you're passionate about and talk about that and to really focus on your niche because that's what's going to set you apart from other people who are doing something kind of similar. But when you're really authentic, your passion shines through and people will really like that. So I think that's really important. And I would say is to have really good business and time management. I'm someone who is not organized at all. And so it was really, I always clocked in and clocked out of a job. So all of a sudden being my own boss was kind of a little bit tricky. I really have to hold myself accountable and know that my career is not going to move forward for me. It's me putting in the work. So I have to like show up and do the hard work. Otherwise it's just going to sit there on my computer. Nothing's going to get done. So just continue to show up and you know, keep that vision and that dream that you have in your mind and like, you know, keep thinking of it and visualizing it. I'm a big believer in the power manifestation and meditation. So visualizing your dreams, imagining yourself doing there, focusing on the mental health, because that's a huge part of holistic health is, you know, your whole body, everything that you do in your lifestyle contributes to like your whole health of your life and your business and how you take care of yourself is also going to show up and like how you teach and help other people. So taking care of yourself first is like huge. I feel like the number one thing for my business is taking care of my health. Yeah. And what are some things that you do to take care of your health and make sure you are prioritizing you time? Oh, so it comes so naturally to me now because I've been doing it for 10 years, but I just, I, I practice a lot of Ayurvedic type things. So things like oil pulling and like the tongue scraping. And I do like that called Abhinyanga, which is a oil massage and like all natural products, but I make sure to eat a really good breakfast. Otherwise I'm no good. So I drink lots and lots of water throughout the day. And I do like, you know, moderate exercise, but 
I just practice meditation and journaling and I take my health health really seriously because I know that it just makes me feel so happy and so energized. And then I can show up and work as much as I need to. I work long hours, but as long as I have my nutrition in place and taking care of myself and unwinding at the end of the day and getting good sleep, I'm just, I can just go for hours really honestly with like the right set of nutrition skills. Yeah, amazing. And when it does come to those long work days um, and trying to stay organized and accountable, do you have any tips around yeah, effective time management and how you fit in the priorities and get things done? Sure. So it was really challenging for me at first because um, I'm what they call an Ayurveda of Vata, which is someone who has like, I'm all over the place and I have so many thoughts in my mind and then it's hard to just focus on one thing. And I've always been in customer service. So I was taught to work on a million things at once, good multitasking skills, but that doesn't work for me in my business. So I have to set like time slots and say like, okay, from this time, I'm going to work on my wellness writing, give myself and then schedule your breaks. Like as if you're at work, if you're at home all day, you know, some you time to re-nourish yourself. And then I just have time slots for everything. Okay. From this time to this time, I'm going to write. Then from this time to this time, I'm answering emails. Then I'm going to have a break. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to work on my book. And then I'm going to work on stuff for social media. But everything is kind of like time slots throughout the day. So then it just keeps me on track and I know what I should be doing. Yeah. Otherwise, I could just get up and start doing a million other things. Yeah, <laughs> I can completely relate there as a Vata as well. I'm the same, have so many ideas and want to do all these different things. And it's like, okay, focus on one, get it done. <laughs> so I like that time blocking technique. That's yeah, a really good one. Um, so tell us a little bit about what it's been like writing a book. I'm sure that's been a huge task, but a very exciting one. So what's your experience been? And yeah, tell us a little bit about what it's going to be about. And I can't wait to yeah see that unfold. So I'm just, I've been loving the process so much. I've been working on it for over a year now. And I just, I just literally take my entire lifestyle and I'm pouring it into a book. It's everything that I do in my entire life and the ways that I want to help. It's a book for women. It's all about um, holistic health and non-toxic beauty, how to like detox your entire lifestyle, your home, your beauty products, and just to really to have more confidence in the aging process as far as what foods to eat, what foods to reduce, your digestive health. It pretty much, it's an ultimate guide. It covers everything to do with health, natural beauty, there's really great recipes in there. I even teach women how to make their own skincare and hair care. So it's kind of like a go-to book to learn how to just embrace your health and like be your own healer for the most part. Yeah. And writing it has just been such a joy. There's, you know, of course, days that I don't want to write. And so I just don't. But I just find that it just really just flows through me. And I could sit there and I just, just type for hours. And I just... Right now I'm in the editing process where I'm going through and like, all right, I don't really need this or I'm adding a little more and refining it. But it's just been a year of me pouring the last 10 years of what I've been doing on my journey with health. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and I learn new things every day. So then I'm like, oh, I got to I like wake up and I'm like, I got to add that in. And I run over to my computer and just start typing away because I'm like doing this new lifestyle thing now or a new natural beauty thing I've learned. And so it keeps adding on itself and I have to cut myself off because I'm just going to keep adding to it for the rest of my life if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to release a second one with all the future teachings. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds incredible though. Such a good tool for everyone to have. Thanks. And so rewarding. Yeah. Well done. 
Let's talk about your vision. What's next for you? What are you working on at the moment? Where do you want to go within this nutrition industry? So for me, I'm really focused on getting my book finished. And then I want to teach workshops based on the principles of my book and give lectures on them based on the principles in the book. So I'm really focusing my goals on lecturing, which is something I never really thought I would do because I'm an introvert and I've been shy my whole life, but I just find that it makes me so happy. So I'm really gearing my entire career towards kind of shifting over from less one-on-one clients and more onto lectures and wellness writing. So after this book, I want to come out with like a cookbook based on all the stuff that I'm talking about in this one, because I have like some recipes, but I want to save the rest for an actual cookbook. So just to release a series of books and lectures and retreats, that's pretty much my biggest goal for now. Yeah. Incredible. When it comes to building up that confidence and building up that lecturing side of what you do, you mentioned you were an, you're an introvert and it hasn't always come naturally to you. What would you say has been the best thing to help you get comfortable speaking in front of people um, and help you develop those kinds of skills? I would say it sounds kind of funny, but um, I just practice out loud. Sometimes when I'm just by myself, like I'll either look at the mirror, I'll record myself on my phone, or sometimes when I'm driving, I'll just talk out loud about stuff that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I will just like practice actually saying it in a way that I would want it to come out and getting on podcasts like this. And mm-hmm. I would say it's really helped me to gain the confidence by coming on podcasts or going on TV and just really pushing myself and saying, you can do this because you're so passionate about it, then it's going to come through naturally. And so I would say that that would be the biggest thing. And social media has helped a lot too, because until two years ago, I had absolutely no social media at all. And so putting myself out there was very scary, but I see that it helps so many people. So just showing up and showing your face and talking with people and connecting with like your followers, I think is really important because I get a lot of connections from that. But yeah, I would say just practicing, even if it's for friends and family, because they'll tell you the real truth. I've done that a lot. So I just like, hey, guys, can I get you guys together and I'll lecture for you? And they're like, okay. And then they give you their criticism. It could be kind of harsh, but, you know, it's it's nice to hear, like, honest feedback from people. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. And what are some of the things that you would attribute your success to? I would say to just being consistent. That's been one of my biggest things is just being consistent and then having a bigger goal. I say like having an actual goal in mind, because when I first started, I was just, you know, talking about everything. And I feel like when you talk about everything to everyone, you're really talking to no one, like they say. So I had to really narrow it down to my niche and what I wanted. I know some people don't have a niche, but I feel that for myself, it was important to establish myself as an expert in what I was passionate about, which is whole body health, non-toxic lifestyle, eating for beauty, working with women with anti-aging. And then I just felt like it was kind of clear to people who were looking at my website or clear to people who were looking at my social media, oh, this is what she does. This is what she's an expert in. So then it became easier for me to kind of push forward because I was had like kind of more of a clear vision and clear goal and it was clear to other people too. Yeah. Amazing. And do you have any tips for people who are trying to establish a niche? Mm-hmm. So there's a book that I read when they were, we were required to read in nutrition school and it was called branding for dummies. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> 
at first I was like, oh, I don't know, but I love this book so much. It really helps you to, it asks you like hundreds of questions on what you're passionate about and how to ask yourself certain questions and then to find out what exactly the niche is and then make it even smaller because everyone could talk about, you know, a certain type of wellness, but then, you know, when you show up on Google, like, what is it like clearly like really small niche the smaller the niche they say that the more specific that you'll have more people coming to you because if you do like a huge niche then there's a lot of people in that field so making it like really super small and focus on what you're really passionate about but that book has helped me so much for for branding for learning how to put yourself out there I, I love that book so much that sounds really cool. And would you say that I think one of the things that can be a bit scary about niching down is people think that if they niche down too much, they're going to really make their customer pool a lot smaller. So it can be harder to grow. But would you say it's actually the opposite because you have the right kind of people coming to you? Oh, definitely. It definitely helps you to get, I'd say, even more clients because then you become like a specialist in that area you know, you go to a doctor and thousands, hundreds of millions of people can go to a doctor, but then they go to a specialist for ear, for nose, for throat doctor. So I feel like it's the same with nutritionists to really get it narrowed down and you'll actually have more people and you can charge higher rates too, because you are a specialist expert in that field. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you mentioned Branding for Dummies is one of the books you highly recommend. Would that be your book recommendation for the listeners today? It would. I, that's the one that I was going to say is like, I yeah. definitely recommend if you need any help with branding or figuring out your niche, because it really helps you to figure out yourself as a person. It, it really changed me from being talking. I talked about everything I was passionate about, digestive health. I was talking about mood. I was talking about hormones when I first got on social media, like literally everything. And I yeah. was like, wait, what am I really talking about? There's just too many things. Nobody knows what I'm here for. Yeah. So really it helped me to like really niche down and focus on like what's important to me. And at the end of the day, what do I want to do in the long run? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so you're a personal brand, you run under your own name. Um, what's your experience been with that? And what's your recommendation when people are trying to decide whether to start a business under their own name or under a different name? I would say it's, um, it would be, I don't have one or the either for me. I really wanted to be my own brand because I feel like in the future, I want to take it in different ways. Like I uh, do organic skincare formulation. So maybe one day I want to have a supplement line or a skincare line or the books. And so it's always going to be under Jessica Rose and that's who I am. So I wanted to put myself out there, especially it's helped me with wanting to lecture because it's like Jessica Rose, I am the lecturer. So yeah. I would say it just depends because it, you know, if you want to have like, say, a digestive health company or something, then you could use like a certain name. I wouldn't, yep. it kind of, I guess it would be like, just dependent on what it is that you want to do. Yep. Yes. I started out as Jessica Rose Nutrition. And then I'd say a year ago, I switched over to Jessica Rose Wellness because I didn't want to typecast myself as only nutrition. I wanted to be wellness and that's everything that I'm passionate about. So now it's a little bit more of a bigger umbrella as far as what I can do than just Jessica Rose Nutrition. So I'd say before you choose the name for yourself or the company, really think about it so you don't have to change it like I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's good advice though. Yeah. That's interesting hearing it like that. And yeah, some good points. Awesome. So 
I think we've touched, is that all the aspects of your business? So you've got the one-on-one consults we've spoken about, we've spoken about the lecturing. I noticed you had a couple of online courses on your website as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those and what it was like developing those packages? So right now I don't have any like online courses that are self-paced or anything like that, but I do since, you know, everything's kind of online right now, I'm doing different online teaching workshops and I do lectures for people. I think maybe at one point in the future, I will do actually like online courses people log into and they can kind of go self-paced, but I want to do that after my book because I'm a perfectionist and I know that if I focus on the course, it'll take away from my book. So I just kind of like take one step at a time and close that browser and then go on to the next thing. Yeah, I think that is really important too, because as we were saying before, it can be really easy to get distracted by so many ideas. So it's great that you are just really focusing down on that one thing and really making that book the best it can be. Um, Are you planning on self-publishing or finding a publisher for that one? Uh, No, I'm going to have a publisher. I'm going to actually go publisher. I really want someone to help me to market and to get me more speaking engagements. And I feel like it would be a lot harder to self-publish and then try to get like on TV shows and stuff like that. So I definitely want to get an actual publisher. So I'm usually to go see a publisher. You only need like the bare bones of your book and then you present it to them. I've already done so much. I'm just going to go with a finished book and say like, here's my book. So tell me what you think and try to get a publishing contract with that and then move forward from there. Yeah. Fantastic. That's so exciting. I can't wait to see it in like hard copy. You'll have to keep me updated and I'll tell all the listeners. We might even love that on talking about what it's like um, approaching the publishers and how to get a book deal. (laughs) That could be That's a big thing too, is, uh, you know, I'm prepared for rejection because I know that's a huge process of putting yourself out there is re is rejection. They say it's a uh, redirection. And I think it's so true. And I'm so happy of the things I actually got rejected for in my life because it would have taken my life in such a different course. And I think it's just the universe saying like, that wasn't meant for you. You're like go this way. And then it opens doors for more things to kind of come your way. So I'm prepared to get rejected. And so I'm going to submit my book to a lot of different places just to kind of feel myself out and see what the best deal is for the book. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've touched on something really important there as well. Like not to be afraid of rejection because in this industry, like if you don't put yourself out there and you don't try, you're not necessarily going to get where you want to go. So not viewing rejection as a failure, as you said, it's a redirection. It's taking you somewhere else and just keep trying. And like, I always love to come back to the example of JK Rowling and how many times she got rejected before Harry Potter became a thing and look at it now. Imagine if she had given up. So, yeah, I think it's so important not to be beaten down by rejection and to keep going. That's so great. I love that. It really does keep you motivated. And I think it's important, too, to have the right people around you. And, you know, it's just that's because I'm very sensitive. So I without having the right people around me that are telling me, like, it's okay to get rejected in preparing my mind for rejection. Jessica, you're going to get rejected a lot in this industry if I didn't have those people around me, I would just be so upset probably. So it's really nice to have people around me, like educating me and teaching me what it's like to be an entrepreneur and learning from people and asking advice from people who are actually where you want to be has been very important and kind of like crowding out the people that are giving their advice that you don't really want to be where they're at is really important, I think too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what would your advice be around building that support network? Because obviously as a business owner, it can be a little bit more lonely. You're not working in an office environment with a big team. So yeah, what's your tips around building a support network and surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that do lift you up and encourage you to keep going? 
Yeah, so I started going on this thing called Meetup, which is just a place where you can type in any of your interests that you have, and then you can meet like-minded people. And I started going to networking events, which I'm like, it was very intimidating at first, but I saw they gave me the confidence with the public speaking and meeting people. And then it just kept opening up like my circle of people that I knew and just you know, there was this one I went to where you just meet all of these wellness professionals and you hand out your business card and you talk to them for three minutes and then you move to the next one. And I just found that going to things like that and like really just pushing myself to meet new people has helped me so much and people that are doing what I want to do. And I really found that it has helped me to surround myself with really positive, uplifting people and to just take the advice of the people that really are where I want to be. It's, it's changed my life by doing that, by just surrounding myself from, um, I'd say, people that not being afraid to be around people who are doing big things. It can be intimidating. Oh, this person has this huge career. And, you know, it could be like easy to kind of stay in your comfort zone, but then pushing yourself to be around those people because I learned so much from them. So finding mm -hmm. people that I say that you aspire to be like and then kind of like, asking them questions and learning from them I think is really important in our field yeah amazing that's really good advice and in your business are you doing everything by yourself at the moment or do you have an assistant or anyone helping or where are you at at the moment right I am completely doing everything by myself which is great I'm such a perfectionist but I hope to one day get I would say what I want to outsource is someone to do the social media for me just yeah. because it can be sometimes overwhelming and time consuming. And yeah. so I, I honestly never wanted social media. I got it just for my business. And sometimes I tell myself, well, if I could hire someone just to, I, I would write all the content, take all the photos and then they just post it all for me. And I have, and I never have to go online again. That would be kind of nice. Like no more social media, but <laughs> yeah. not there yet. Yeah, no, I'm sure you'll definitely get to that point. And even using scheduling tools, I find is something that has really helped me not get down, suck down that like time vortex that social media can turn into. Um, so I personally use later.com, which is a really good one for me to be able to just schedule in my posts. Like you said, you still write all your captions and do all your photos. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people who have had good results just doing that, setting it all up and then it's sort of set and forget. You don't have to monitor it or remember to post it. Oh, I need to do that. That would just be such a time saver. I would love to. I'm definitely going to look at that right up when we get off this. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, cool. Well, this has been so insightful and I'm yeah, so inspired by everything you're doing. And I really look forward to seeing the rest of what you're working on unfolding. Is there anything that we haven't touched on today that you want to discuss before we do wrap up or any um, parting words of wisdom for the listeners? I would say... Um to find out what it is that you're passionate about. And then that's, what's going to shine through in your business. You know, we can, as in the nutrition space, there's so many things that we could do and don't, you know, hold yourself in a little box. as just being like a one-on-one -on -one clinical nutritionist. And, you know, like there's so much that we could do. And I'd say, do your research and find out like what it is that really makes you feel passionate about like the nutrition space. I've had so many jobs in my life and I found that the best way to figure out what you love doing is by doing stuff that you don't like doing and you wouldn't know that you didn't like to do it unless you actually tried it so just trying different jobs and try writing see if you like it see if um doing lectures lights you up inside maybe it doesn't you know try doing one-on-one -on -one consultations just try everything that you think you might be passionate about and see what makes you feel the most energized and i think that's a really good key as to what 
is going to be like really good for longevity in your business. Yeah, definitely. That's brilliant advice. And I guess it will get people to be doing things that they love and where it doesn't feel like working, like you were talking about how your work doesn't feel like work and you just enjoy it. It's a passion. It's a hobby for you. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Um, And so where can the listeners find you and follow along with your journey? You can find me on jessicaroswellness.com. That's my website. And then I'm on pretty much all the social platforms right now. Yeah. Is that just under Jessica Rose Wellness on your socials? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And LinkedIn, Jessica Rose. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Jessica Rose Wellness on LinkedIn. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Um, And I will link to all those in the show notes and in everything I share for this podcast. So Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such a pleasure and I'm sure the listeners have loved it just as much as I have. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me, and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.